All right, so we here at Bethesda own the Doom IP, and, you know, it has had a couple of bangers they've put together, but we're going to push out some more entries in this franchise. Let's keep milking this cow. So we need a new Doom, and we need new, better weapons that no one's ever seen before. Do, do we just go? Yeah, I mean, looking, we're opening the floor. I thought that <laughs> okay. was a pretty clear cue to everyone. Just right, throw, right, throw, right, let's right, hear right. your weapon ideas. Okay. Any weapon ideas. That's okay. Just, Big as, sky, as a, blue sky. As a heads up, I've been fired from jobs before. Uh, usually it happens in these pitch meetings, so I just want to give a heads up that I, I've done this at multiple companies, and I, I I feel like I always get shown the door. Yeah, we re- we you know we read your resume. We know your yeah. backstory when we brought yeah. you on board. But I right. you know I think I think you're going to bring an interesting perspective, and we we, so, we want you to challenge us. So okay, so imagine you got a Coca Cola bottle, and and you poop into it, and then you throw it at a demon. Uh, that's my first that's my first pitch here, mm. just to warm up the floor for Doom, the Doom game. Okay, sure, a little little edgy. Uh, maybe a little a little raunchy for more of a Duke Nukem pitch, but I but I think that's a yeah that's a that's a good for, good first pitch. Who's that? Is that the president? No, D- Duke. There's another Duke Nukem is not the president. Um, it's another video game franchise. Oh, uh, all right, 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 the good 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 first good first pitch. I don't know if we'll use it, but I like it. I got something. Yeah. Uh, sit down. Why don't you sit down first? This is gonna be huge. This is gonna knock your socks off. Okay. Hot dog. Uh huh. You didn't. I didn't see you write it down. I just was waiting for the re- the rest of it. No, it's hot dog. Uh, your your pitch is hot dog. I I like this guy. Yeah, it's just hot dog. I mean, um, that's 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 pretty good. I I feel like I'm I'm in good company here. Are you thinking this is some sort of this is like a gun that shoots hot dogs or it's like a hot dog shaped gun? I'm not mm. I'm not following. If it was a hot dog shaped gun or a gun that shot hot dogs, I think I would have said that. Yeah, it's uh, pretty clear. I'm with my man over it's here. It's hot dog. It's a hot dog and it's a weapon. Oh, I, I think it's maybe a little ill-defined, but, you know, I'll write it down on the whiteboard. Everybody knows what a hot dog is. Hey, can I shake your hand, man? My name's Dougette. I just want to I just want to give you a, a good shake here. Oh yeah, yeah. Good... Put her there. But it was uh, Brandon. <laughs> nice. Okay, you, you guys. Let's have go, a... Brandon. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay, uh, let's try to keep politics out of this. But just more right. weapon ideas. Let's just keep them. Yeah, coming. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How about this? Hot dog. All right, I already have hot dog up here. So do you want? Do you have something? But that's good. No, it could be a dual yeah. wield. It could. You yeah. could do two. I feel you get, like you, you took get a it second seriously. hot dog. I just come a man, Brandon's back. Uh, you want me to read something off my list? I can. Yeah. All right. Imagine you got a gun, right? Mm-hmm. But every time you shot it, it shot you. You got a. It's got a barrel headed facing you and facing somebody else. So you gotta you gotta use your bullets wisely, because otherwise you might shoot yourself too much and you die. You know what? That's actually a pretty good mechanic. Something that is so powerful that does damage to the user. So you I'm have to pick mechanic. your spot. What are you fucking talking about? I'm, I'm video game pitch. Well, woman. no, I meant like like video. It works well as a game mechanic. Like it's 
I'm gonna write. You know, that's my favorite so far. So like, good. Let's let's try to. Then top. I take it back. Wait, what? I take it back. Your favorite, your your favorite should be hot dog. I don't know where you're going with this, man. <laughs> you put it in second or third while I'm walking. Look, I fired everyone else because you two were were my two smartest employees, and I'm starting to think that was a mistake. I think we're. I got, I got the idea that's going to change your mind. Uh huh. Worm vision. Oh, what's this? It, it, you can see everything like a worm would see it, and then also oh, everything shit. looks like worms. Oh man. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we could wrap it up for today. No, no. I think just you guys want to go. I'll. Uh, you you know, didn't got, even say if you liked it or not. Yeah. No one touched the, the sandwiches on the table, so if you guys want to take some sandwiches to go, feel free to yeah. grab one. You're not I've intrigued never... by worm vision, at least a little bit. These are look. I'm gonna marinate on this. I'm gonna send these over to our our, our boys at it, and they'll they'll make the call on which ones they want to use or not. But this was just sort of a great brainstorming session. Is this one sandwich or is this one chips? Which one is this? Uh, that's a spoon. <laughs> Coming 2025. Doom. Eternity. Featuring. Hot dog. <laughs> the Triforce of Friendship builds our Triforce of Video Game Weaponry, and we play Fan Theory or Canon Donkey Kong Edition this week on Get Played. your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, along with our third host, Matt Abodaka. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Every time I do that, it blows out one of my headphones, which are Mm. on sound-canceling mode, and it's trying to keep me from hearing the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I'm really excited uh, can about today. I get today. some of those? Uh, JK, JK. Okay. Uh, Wait. You know to- what? I, that sound? It's canceled. Uh, <laughs> I Was the joke there that you wanted to not hear my voice or your own voice? I'm not sure. That's why I walked <laughs> it back. Uh, let's get a pair to Jane Lynch while we're at it. There we go. That's what we... What? That's what we wanted. Wait, a, what? She said she, something about, like, she doesn't like hearing women on podcasts or something. It was a weird, real weird, unnecessary, Yeah, she thinks women's voices tweet. are annoying. It was very strange. Very strange. Then I'm just going to do the this for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we want. Five years from now, I won't even have a voice at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, guys, I like these conversational episodes where I don't have to like 
grind through a game I don't really like mm-hmm. or grind through a game I love and and rush through it. Yeah. I like these these episodes where we get to talk about the stuff that we've thought about or like or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm also excited because you know, I think the last episode I was or maybe it was the one before I was like pretty down on games. Mm. Um, I'm back. She's back. I'm uh, back on games. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. I, I've played three different games this week. Wow. Wow. Whereas usually I'm like, I didn't have time for anything but Pokemon Go. I, I just, I'm walking the dog and I'm playing Pokemon Go and that's all I got time for. But this <laughs> week, if you counted Pokemon Go, four games. Four wow. games. Count it. Yeah. It, I will count it. Great. Yeah, I'll count it. Yeah. We're keeping track. Uh, update the wiki. I, I'm going to say the... <laughs> The the I, I have this. I was gonna save this take, but I think I'll say it now because this may this may be bold at this point. This episode releasing here in August, uh, still still a third of the year yet to come, full third of the year plus. I think twenty twenty two is shaping up to be an all time year for games. Wow, this is a take. I think you look at some of this because I'm and maybe this is this is partly personal. You know, uh, my, uh, tainted by my own my own opinions, uh, mm-hmm. my own personal tastes. But if I look at games that I've not just liked but loved mm-hmm. so far this year, here's 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 the list of uh, I made uh, 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 I first wait, in wait, my wait. head and then I wrote down. I think I think this list has been uh, has been published already. You've got uh, the Rance series, Craving Quest, Evansile, <laughs> uh, right. I'm, I'm looking. I mean, it's been a. It's really been a um, a banner year for hentai games. Is that what yeah. you're referring to? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. These are you know got a got a bunch of ones. Uh, Operation Lovecraft, Fallen Doll, of course, Kaiju Princess, <laughs> King of Kinks, Orc Massage, <laughs> Hentai Saves Australia, <laughs> Hentai Crush, Lude Apocalypse, Hentai Evil. Blush, blush, you know, a hentai beach, of course. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been oh, really good stuff. But no, I was going to say, uh, I think the, the this, these are games that I've not just, I, I made it in my head and then I wrote down. The games that I've not just liked but loved. Elden Ring. Hell yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Not Neon for me. White. Yes. Uh, Citizen Sleeper. Have it. Uh, the Cuphead DLC. No. And Vampire Survivors, which is still in early access, but I'm pretty sure it's going to hit 1.0 this year. And okay. I think it's I think it's going to hit. Uh, uh, games I've yet to play, but I have heard people love. I'm I'm going to omit one of them because one of them you are going to talk about, Heather. Uh, yeah. But uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, which we're going to talk about later uh, this month, Rogue Legacy Two, Triangle Strategy, t- Tunic, and then games still still to come: Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Last of Us Part One, God of War Ragnarok. I'm sure some indie bullshit that'll be awesome. It's 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 been I don't know it's been a great year for games and maybe yes a, a rising uh you know tide lifts all boats or whatever the idiom is maybe Elden Ring is doing a lot of the work here because it just sort of like that game is so fucking good but I look at the other games around it's like it's a really good shit that I played I th- I think we might look back on 2022 and be like wow they these new, this new generation of consoles was really coming into its own and and Switch still had its bangers. Uh, and you know there was still some there was some great uh, some great PC games that released. I don't know. I think it could happen. Yeah, you know the, the uh, all of the rest of the world is bad, but mm-hmm. games <laughs> games are good, baby. Games but are that good. tracks though. Yeah. Like what? What better thing to do than yeah? Keep your head pointed down. <laughs> <laughs> Withdraw from don't our leave. world and enter another. Yeah. <laughs> 
we're 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 entering the second simultaneous pandemic. Yahoo! Right. It's this, a this me, rocks. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I should mention this, and then and then we have a question to ask the panel. But we we are doing our first live show on Twitch. Yes. yes. This month's we play you play, aka our we stray you stray. Hat tip to Heather. Uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about stray live on Twitch.tv/getplayedpod on Wednesday, August twenty fourth at eight thirty p.m. Eastern. So eight twenty four to eight thirty p.m. Eastern, or twenty four eight if you do that weird European. I guess not weird European. I, I, if you're not in the U.S. and do the normal way of of, of dates, uh, <laughs> August twenty fourth at eight thirty p.m. Eastern, we play you play Stray live on Twitch.tv slash Get Played Pod. So check that out. And that episode will also be in our normal feed the following Monday. Yes, that's right. Um, so if anyone does, doesn't want to watch on Twitch and just wants to listen, you'll still be able to hear. It. Yeah, so you or you could tune into the Twitch stream and close your eyes. You know, that's an option. Darken your monitor somehow. Yeah, watch the VOD uh, later. Like, just yeah. when the normal episode would release. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm excited to do that. That's going to be fun. Maybe we'll have some visual elements. Mm, I wonder. If you think that that other countries tell time correctly, I would like to give a shout out to the Dutch, who tell time in the weirdest possible fucking way on Earth. You've got... you. you it's 8 o'clock. You've got minutes mm-hmm. past 8 uh, then minutes before the half, then minutes after the before they, so you've got, so it's like half, half eight mm-hmm. is seven. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yes. That's and us. then <laughs> <laughs> I, if it's like, I'm trying to remember this correctly. It's like, it's like 12 Past half to eight. Does that is like so that's 742? 742. Okay. <laughs> that's like combative for like no reason. That's like, yeah, yeah that's like, it's rude. Um, it's like a twin language. It's like very yeah. like exclusionary. Yeah. Can't be solving um, fucking puzzles while I'm trying to tell time. <laughs> you know, speaking of puzzles, I've mm-hmm. heard a lot of people on Twitter and on our, our very, very gracious forums uh, like on Reddit and stuff, have been saying that I'm going to hate Stray. Mm. So I'm going into Stray b- afraid. Well, hey, th- that's for later this month, but right now, for this week, what are you playing? What are you playing? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like the after-school special version of it? <laughs> Heather, I'd like, I'd like for you to start because you talked about a game that got me intrigued, that I've heard a lot of good things mm. about. And that I th- I probably, if I can fucking budget the time for it, I'm going to try to play myself. Well, that game's going to be at the end of my list of three. Okay, great. The three games I've played this week are Outer Worlds, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I dropped like four or five hours into just to uh, to poke around. And um, 
I understand uh, what people were saying about the combat feeling rushed, but it's also kind of enjoyable. It's 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 basically Fallout's combat, but you control when stuff goes into slow motion, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So you can play it as a first person shooter, or you can uh, sort of drain your slow motion button. You have like a charged slow motion button and blast things into bits. Like, you know, specifically target arm or leg or head. Um, As with everything, my complaint is too much time in between killings. (laughs) Yes. Mm. Uh, So uh, very frustrating that you can't move. I, I wish you could. I wish I could play Outer Worlds with Final Fantasy 15's 15? Yes, yeah. 15's sword throwing mechanic. So I oh. could like throw myself to the next enemy no matter where he was on the map and and get into a first person shooter event with him and then anyway. So, uh played that. Then I played uh real, real, a game. real quick on Outer Worlds just cuz I also played the Outer Worlds about the year it came out in in 2019, I believe, and and that was a uh I really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was really really rad. Um, it was uh, it was made by a you know an Obsidian game. Obsidian, yeah. Yeah, uh, I do know some people who are who are at Obsidian from from back in my own days in development. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a so so disclosure there, but that does not taint my view here at all. I I just thought like the. You know, I've, I've, I, I imagine it was probably the development was a little bit rushed because I think this was just before they got acquired by Microsoft. Um, so you know, but I do think the strength here is just how well realized the world is and how how good the writing is. Like, I'm, it's extremely my shit. All the stuff that's in between the combat encounters is the stuff that I love, which is just like endless dialogue trees and like you know, real choices you can make and that 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 affect the. of the narrative design. So I, yeah, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Thought it had a great sense of humor. I, I just, so something happened to me when I played Disco mm. Elysium as a fascist, which is that it, <laughs> it <laughs> in the game, in the game, it, it, un, so I've always, always played video games as the good guy. And I've never allowed myself the sort of uh, emotional explore exploration of being a bad person in a mm-hmm. game. Like if if somebody gives me an option to like, you could fuck over this town and take more money or you can help this town and uh, and save the day. I always save the day like I won't yeah. ever fuck over a town. Um, But post disco, when I loaded up. Outer Worlds, I was like, fuck these people. They don't exist. (laughs) And I started playing as a bad person. And I would have never seen these. Like, my sidekick is like, I can't believe you just did that. (laughs) And like, (laughs) and it was, or or you you eventually have like a party of like sidekicks. It's like you, you, you have like a cap, you're the captain of a ship and you can choose like who, who comes with you. And they're, they're, they're aghast at the choices that I make. Um, and I also am playing I, my, my favorite combination. I think I played the same combination in cyberpunk is lock picking, lying and guns. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it really, it, it's, it's really well suited to being a bad person in these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas before I'm like, I, I, 
I, I feel like the existence of locks in video games is ridiculous because the locks, ex- I don't, why? Show me the content that you made. Mm-hmm. Why would you put it behind a door that I can't open? So in all of these role-playing games, I throw everything I can into like lock picking because I want to see what's behind every door. Um, but yeah, so I played that. Uh, yeah. And I was I'll, a bad I'll also say that, it. yeah, that, because I think that's, and that, that's part of why, you know, I think that's part of one thing that Obsidian does well is like the choices are interesting and consequential. And because so often the bad, I, I, I think part of why I, you know, uh, at least part of why I trend away from from also choosing the bad route in, in games a lot of times is just because I feel like sometimes the bad choices are just not that interesting. They're mm-hmm. just like you're just being a big asshole. Like they're just you're, 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 you're like your dialogue options is just like, fuck you. And it's just like, well, okay, there's there's a difference between being self-motivated and, you know, narcissistic and, um, you know, a psychopathic. Like those are kind of like their own like like sort of qualities as opposed to just being like rude to people, you know. Mm-hmm. But you can be rude to people in outer worlds yes. and it's funny. Yes. Like there's like a guy who's like who's like, listen, if you can help me out with this medicine, then it would really mean a lot to me and these kids. And like one of the dialogue options is like, I don't care how much you paying. And like, <laughs> and then once you deliver this stuff to them, it's you can also like persuade them to give you more. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I really needed that money. <laughs> As they handed it over to you. It's kind of fun. Uh, so I played that. I also played SD Gundam G Generation G Genesis for Nintendo Switch, which is a really straightforward tactics overhead chessboard you're controlling a Gundam uh but you get to reenact key battles from the Gundam series like it's like oh the first time the kid gets into a Gundam now that's a map and you get to like play out that combat uh, how you would do it Mm -hmm. and it's with full voice acting and like sound effects from the like 70s show 80s show 90s show etc love love that lots of fun if you like Gundam, what a joy. Um, but then the highlight of my week was a game that I had to look up how to pronounce. Oh. And it's, and it's Live Alive. Which wow. I thought was going to be Live Alive. Right. Because that sounds like, you know, Live Alive sounds like a thing, but it's Live Alive. Like rhymes with, according to Screen Rant, Dive a Dive. Um. And this is a old uh, 1990s RPG. Uh, And the truth is, I didn't look up anything about it before I got it. I saw one post on a reset era, uh, which is a video game forum. uh, And it was something like, I've been waiting 30 years for this game. And I was like, oh, well, then I want to play this game. And it has the... uh, Refurbishment of... uh, of, uh, like it, 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 the way they've made it fancy is it looks like mm. Octopath Traveler. Yeah, you have HD a, a very two D. Yeah, HD two D with like a really short depth of field and like lots and lots of animation in like the background sprites and fully voice acted, a big orchestral score, and I immediately loved it. Immediate, like I was like, wow. oh, this is this is a hundred percent my game. What all I want are HD 2D upgrades without any 
uh, smoothing on the sprites. Mm-hmm. These sprites are chunky little little guys and girls. They 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 don't look like cartoons that have been kind of like like it's not like you put Vaseline over a over a television and you're looking through it. It's like mm-hmm. yeah. these are sharp sprites in a cool visual, and then like all the menus are like fancy CG, and I don't know what's happening in the game but so far you play it's it has like a round table of like uh like a what do you call that a lazy susan of characters to choose from uh-huh and uh you choose one of them and they're all in different parts of time so you choose like somebody who's in the near future you choose somebody who's in the far future and they're all like self-contained short story rpg games it's fucking great that rock. I gotta play this. Thing. It's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love I, it. I know you were talking about it last night, and the first thing I looked up was how long would it take to beat, and it's not that much. It's, it's great. Like under twenty hours, you can do it. I'll toss wow. it on the switch. Yeah. It is the uh, is the um because because this was a thing that you sent over Heather that it's doing it it's it's like selling like bonkers in Japan. Um, but you know, obviously, kind of under the radar here in the U.S. is was this a game that you had any knowledge of? Because like no. I don't remember this from the '90s at all. No, I I don't even know if it was released in the United States. Hmm. Like I have no memory of Live Alive being released here. I don't remember the box art for Super Nintendo. Like I don't think it it came out. Uh, but that's also a, a really biased, perhaps tunnel visioned opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a game that maybe was released, and I just don't remember it. And my um, it says my, here that it was prior to the remake. The game was exclusive to Japan, so yeah, it was well, never released. Yeah, Super Famicom only. Also, yeah. the well, Super Famicom go. box art is fucking rad. Um, so it hasn't come out here. So that's part of I think why it's f- flying under the radar. It's not like oh, Earthbound HD 2D remake. Yeah, this is a right. game that was beloved by. Japan and not and not beloved at all here. Um, and yeah, I sent over a Famitsu scores for the week of, of not Famitsu score, like the sell through of games. And it's number one in Japan is wow. Live Alive. So fuck yeah. What fun. <laughs> what what a great thing to just be like, wow, I've never even heard of this. These people yes. are all so hyped about it. I'm going to try it out. And then it delivers. 100%. Uh, Look, I at don't the, look at have, this box art I'm sharing real quick, and you guys can see oh, that. That's uh, great. Nick is sharing box art that's like, uh, sort of like uh, split screens of like all of the different heroes in the game, all getting a little slice of a visual pie. It's great. Yeah. Really good character uh, art, and then that logo's a, a, a banger. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's it's good stuff, and um, I will try desperately to play. As much of this as I can mm-hmm. before uh, Xeno Saga Part Three comes out tomorrow. Wow! Um, because boy, do I love running in a grassy field with a big blue sky and like big music playing, and somebody being like, "Over there, it's a monster!" I fucking love it. <laughs> Describe my nightmare, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Nick, what are you playing? Heather, thank you for asking. Or actually, thank you for throwing that question to the Resident Evil merchant uh, who asked on your behalf. <laughs> um, I so okay. 
I talked a couple weeks ago about Cuphead and the Delicious Last Course, the Cuphead DLC, which I absolutely adore and I have been playing and having just a, a just an absolute blast with. Uh, I did kind of like I had one of those things where I felt truly stupid where I was struggling with a boss and I looked up a guide and it was just like, yeah, use the new weapon that's in the DLC to beat the DLC boss. And I was like, oh, yeah, a fucking course, like the kind of thing that I should intuit as someone who talks about games on a podcast who was purportedly a game designer in a past life professionally. But no, I have to watch some fucking 19 year old Twitch streamer to have it spoon fed to me to understand that the new weapon is how you defeat the new boss. Anyway, uh, that but but overall, but the the animation is just is just dazzling. You know, the 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 art and animation is just so dazzling and the music is just so fucking great. It's just it's just terrific. And I was just reminded how much I enjoyed this game, you know, Cuphead in general. So. I started a fresh save playthrough because I'm playing on a different platform than I originally played uh, Cuphead uh, on. I played it on PC back in the day. Now I'm playing it on on Xbox so I can play it on my big TV. And uh, I just did a fresh save playthrough of the Cuphead base game. And last night I won 100% of the Cuphead base game. Now, not as as impressive as it sounds uh, because you can can 200% the game by, (laughs) by beating it on expert, which I don't think I'm going to be doing, Uh, but, uh, but I, you know, like, like it's, it's, it was just so fun to play through in its entirety. I was like, oh man, this is so fucking great. This is so joyful. The, the challenge always never feels unfair. It always feels, you know, like, like your, it feels like your own fault when you lose, which is just good design. It's just like, I like, okay, I see how I fucked up there. That wasn't something that was just, I just got screwed by RNG. I should have anticipated that. Um, I, I got too greedy or I got too sloppy. You can always attribute it to your own failings. And, uh, and then, and as such, it's super duper satisfying when you triumph over a boss that's been giving you trouble. Um, and, uh, and, but, but also this game does a really good job of just being relentless, which I think is sometimes when, when, when people think of things as as like unfair or just like having punishing difficulty, really what's happening is it just like never lets up. And so I'll, I'll give an example. There's this boss. I really like Dr. Call's robot, uh, seems like a pretty clear, you know, Dr. Robotnik sort of, uh, a, a sort of reference when you actually see the dude, so it's this giant robot that kind of looks like the Iron Giant. And we've all faced the boss. This is also one of the 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 shmup levels, the shoot 'em up levels where you're the the little cuphead mm-hmm. plane and so it's it's more shooter than platformer. Um and uh, uh so it's like a like we've all fought the boss that has like, you know, whatever. It's got a left hand, a right hand and a glowing orb in its forehead and you can damage each individually and then eventually you can disable one, right? Like it's a, like like that's a, that's a pretty common trope in boss design. This is one of those. He's got like a a little antenna on his head, a little satellite dish. Uh, he's got a chest that opens up um, and, uh, and and shoots out bombs or light. Yeah, it shoots no, it shoots out a bomb that 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 shoots lightning. And then he's got a an abdomen component that shoots out little like Galaga, you know, mini planes that that, that chase after you. So you can disable each of these compartments individually, but once you disable it. Far from like it just not working anymore, it actually like 
breaks and goes haywire and becomes like more of a threat. So it's one of those things where like as you're progressing, it's like you're you're it's ramping the difficulty and you're making it harder on yourself by by defeating mm-hmm. these components. Whereas in a lot of times in a conventional design, it would be like, oh, I, I took out the left hand. Now he can't attack me with my left hand anymore. Now I can focus on these other two components. It's just the kind of thing where it's just like, shit, this game never fucking lets up. I've just got to it, and and it and it's really fun. It makes those encounters again, just like such a such a delight to to triumph over ultimately. Um, I weirdly like am am much much better at the the shmup levels than I am at the platforming levels. Even though I play a lot more platformers and I've played a lot fewer shoot 'em ups, but I think I'm just like so used to kind of the the bullet hell sort of you know hey I I know how yeah. to to avoid all this shit that when I see that screen full of of pellets I don't panic. Um, also the my the I'll I'll just recap because I. Because I, you know, I did finish this game. I did roll credits on it and, and got all the way through it from scratch. And uh, I, I mentioned before on this podcast my most inex- inexplicable gaming feat, which is that the first time I, I faced the devil in Cuphead, the first time I played it, I beat him. Like, I, the only Cuphead boss I beat wow. on my first attempt was the final boss wow. the first time I played through it. And I did not repeat that feat. I thought, like, maybe am I just going to fucking wax this guy again? Like, no, it took me, like, you know... Not a ton of tries, honestly, because I think the the big thing is the real last boss is the penultimate boss, Mr. King Dice. He's he's fucking really, uh-huh. you know, it's a gauntlet you have to get through. It's kind of a boss attack mode. And the devil is more just kind of a, a little bit more conventional and um, and straightforward. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it, it was uh, it was fun to triumph over the, the devil again. Any game that ends with defeating God or Satan, I'm on board with more of that. Yeah, that's where that that's 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 yeah. that's the third beat of the herald. Let's heighten all the way to to killing God or the devil. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or punching uh, the president or something. Yes. You yeah. Know. <laughs> uh, or or killing Hitler in the original Bionic Commando. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Give me more of that. Anyway, you can fight the Pope in one of the Assassin's Creed games, actually, too. So, like, just more of that. That's great. I love it. Uh, anyway, the the any to anyone who, you know, missed out on Cuphead and, and is maybe also say that like if you're if you're intimidated by the difficulty I do think this game is 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 a thing you can get through but there is also a simple mode and also if you get the cuphead DLC uh you have Miss Chalice uh who is uh you know uh I- a Again, very attractive. Again, why B. you've already talked about this fucking cup on the show? B, uh, B, just like gives has some different abilities that you might be able to to you know you uh you might have more success with. And so it like, but but I, I this is just an absolute triumph of a DLC. It's just it's just great. It's more of, wow. of what what makes the original game good. Strongly endorse. Wow, that rocks. Yeah. Hey, um, Apodaca. Yeah. What are you playing? Oh, oh, wow. Thank you, uh, Resident Evil Merchant. Um, You're nice. welcome. Uh, I talked about it last week a little bit, uh, but oh, I'll, I'll lead with this first. I did start playing Mario Galaxy. Wow. Uh, I love it. I started playing wow. it, and I did I did start playing it in handheld, and this is how they do it in handheld. They've they've relegated the, because like the, Mario gets a spin attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a button. Okay. In the which is fine to me, mm-hmm. uh, it's like less interesting because I know that if you uh, are playing docked, you can shake the Joy-Con, and I will be doing that. That seems fun. Um, but handheld, press a button, not so bad. But there are some of the Galaxy controls are touchscreen uh, enabled. So like when there's like all those little like star pieces or whatever they're called uh, in the yeah. in the game, you can uh, 
swipe on your screen and collect them like that. Oh, uh, that's cool. Which yeah. is kind, which is kind of cool. Um, but the game that I'm really, really playing right now is um, is Bloom still on Playdate. Wow. Um, I I love this little game, uh, and I think I did a bad job explaining it last time. So let me just read uh, from the itch.io page, like what the game actually is. Bloom is a real-time narrative-driven social sim about starting up a flower shop made exclusively for Playdate. Tend to Midori's garden while texting friends and family as she starts a new chapter of her life. The game takes place over many real-life days, and you can respond to texts and tend to your garden in real time, check in over the course of many real-world days to see Midori's story unfold, experience a changing environment, including day and night and weather system. Uh, And it's there's also like a, a mini game in, in there, like on your phone. You can play this like asteroid type game, which is pretty fun. This game, it's so cozy and so sweet. It has also now become incredibly stressful because <laughs> as I've said before, you are sort of maintaining a lie to your parents. That's one of the things that you got going on uh, yeah. about being in college and uh that's which is not true. You've dropped out so you can start your flower shop. The other thing, I've borrowed money from them now, which feels terrible because I've lied that it's for college and rent right. and things that I need for my apartment. The other thing is that you have this girlfriend, I, and you are ignoring her <laughs> now. And I've gotten a bunch of texts in her because your phone like makes a thing. Uh, you know, you get you get a notification on your phone in the game when you get a text. And usually when you're having a conversation that has the two dialogue options that you can pick from. But in the last chunk of game I've been playing, there's no dialogue option, meaning you're just like ignoring these texts. And it feels so bad because I is like, hey, like, did I do something? Uh, like, oh, man. And it's it's horrible. It's horrible. I feel so sad. Uh, and she's finally sort of said that she's upset. Uh, and now I'm in the part of the game where I'm like trying to fix it, but I've just been so focused on my business, you see, right. that I've neglected uh, my relationship, uh, and it's 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 very very it's very stressful. It also because I'm like it's it's you're looking at it, and it's like you're looking at your phone screen kind of, and you're like, oh no, did I do this? <laughs> it doesn't feel good, but uh, it's uh, it's a very cute game. I also really like the. Um, the gar- the gardening aspect is just great. It's fun. You can buy plants. You, you you buy flowers and you plant them. You water them. You come back. You pick them and you get that coin, baby. That cheddar, that scratch. That's the dream. Yeah, and then that's wow. why you do it. Yeah, so and then you can unlock. There's you're gardening up on your roof of this building, and it's like there's a bunch of shit up there. Like there's just like a bunch of trash and the more rent you pay, the more plots you get and more trash is removed from the roof. Uh, so I'm in the end, I'm in the end game trying to get all the trash uh, off. I only have, I have six more plots to unlock basically. Then I'll have a, a garden plot of 24 uh, plants and then I'll be sitting in it. I'm going to be rich as hell. Wow. Um, but it's, it's, it's really, really fun. And I wish, I wish it was available elsewhere it's great because like the crank mechanic comes in the crank mechanic comes into play because you get in this elevator to go from the bottom of your store to the roof and you crank uh the crank on the play date to to you know ascend and descend in the elevator which is really fun um but other than that it could be on anything i wish it was available uh elsewhere so people could uh give it a shot but it's uh it's yeah it's a very sweet little game and uh if you have a play date it only costs ten dollars 
on itch.io you can go uh pay for it um and and sideload it into your play date it's great that's uh the thing you just described about wishing it was on other platforms is the experience of a sega user from uh, their birth <laughs> until their demise. It's just Actually, like, yeah. this game is so good. Nobody else has a Saturn. But if you did, oh man, this is a great game. Or fuck yeah, this Dreamcast game Shenmue. Have you guys heard about this? Yeah. It's fucking great. It's, it's that, but then it's also then people being like, I don't have that. I'm mad at you. Yeah, right. that's, I, guess, <laughs> I guess that's different now because like... <laughs> Like at the time, people would be like, "Yeah, but I've got a PlayStation." Like, exactly, it's got, it's yeah. got fucking Battle Arena Toshinden. Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, but Panzer Dragoon is so beautiful." Shut up. Yeah, this Shut is like up. I'm not buying that shit. I'm not buying that little crank thing. Yeah, in a way, no, it, it kind of was the same though. I, I'll say this as a as a as a Dreamcast owner, as one who bought a Dreamcast at nine nine ninety nine, and then also bought a PS two, just like. No one else I knew had a Dreamcast and would would people would like friends that I had in college would play my Dreamcast, but no like would like, oh, so like Soul Calibur is fucking awesome, you know, like, but mm-hmm. um, but no, but no one wa- and and it was the rationale was always like what but PS2 has all this shit PS2 has, you know, uh, has SSX tricky and and um and Madden and 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 it plays DVDs. We forget about what a huge thing that was. Yeah. Yeah, though yeah. that was that was like the biggest selling DVD player for like like a, like the first you know the the first chunk of time that it 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 was on the market was the PlayStation Two. It might be the all time best selling DVD player. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's well, that's what we're playing. You guys, you guys need anything else? Uh, yeah, no, we got it. Well, actually, yeah, you know, I, I mean, you are someone who I think I could go to if I wanted a weapon. We're going to talk about the some video game oh. weapons right now. What are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> what would you be buying? We're going to talk about our Triforce of Weapons. Uh, our favorite video game weapons that signify the Triforces of Courage, Wisdom, and power. Hmm. That's the exercise the three of us are going hmm. to do. So oh. one is so three weapons, one for each category. Us, okay. the Triforce of Friendship. Wow. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll begin this journey. Um, should should uh, d- d- does anyone want to begin? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of options here. Mm-hmm. And that was the the this is one where I'm 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 I've been struggling to I was struggling to narrow it down. I was struggling to be like, what would I actually what are actually going to be my final three? Mm-hmm. And courage is a particularly tough one to uh, to figure out. But if I was engaged in a round of Mortal Kombat, I think it's pretty courageous to come in armed only with my hat. So I'm wow. going to pick Kung Lao's hat for Mortal Kombat 2. Wow. Which I always thought was one of the most badass things. He takes his hat off and throws it, has blades on it, uh, it fucking annihilates people. Uh, and also just a badass character. 
Uh, I, I, I'd like to see more Kung Lao. So, so, uh, yeah, Kung Lao, I, I believe first comes around in Mortal Kombat two and, uh, has been a staple of the, of, of the franchise. He's in the Mortal Kombat movie, isn't he? Is he in the, yeah, the he new is. Mortal Kombat movie? Yeah. Yeah. He is. He is. Yeah. You know, uh, Kung Lao's hat always looked like a pizza cutter to me. It like the does, way it yeah. like slice, it's like a rolly slicey action on other people. Uh, and I think, you know, like one of his fatalities is just like slicing somebody in half with the yes. hat. Yeah. It just like goes off the, uh, I remember going off of, uh, out of frame and coming back in and just like, you know, uh, sh- shimmering someone to death. Um, the, the, I wrote an, I wrote an entire, uh, screenplay that was inspired by Kung Lao's hat. I just thought like, it's so cool to throw a hat and kill somebody with it. What? And not it's not a it's not a Mortal Kombat thing. It's completely it's completely unrelated. It was about park rangers. Um, but uh, but like I wrote this and this was like fucking, you know, over 10 years ago and it got circulated a little bit. And when that happens and you start to have meetings with people and I was had meetings with people. And the question you always get in these situations is, so what what gave you the idea for this? You know, it's like some executive trying to wrap their head around a, a, yeah. a creative enterprise. And I just be like. Uh, you, ever, you ever heard of Kung Lao from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> and always people were just like baffled. Like just like it was such like an A to Z. Like what the fuck? What are you talking about? I, I can't I can't believe you wrote a screenplay about using hats as weapons. Yeah, I mean, that was just one element of it. It, it sounds like the entire you said that the inspiration for the script was Kung Lao's hat. Yeah, I was like, you know, who's got big hats like that? Park Rangers. What a Park Ranger. What, what, what if a Park Ranger threw his hat to kill a guy? But they don't end up killing guys. It's a little bit more, a little bit broader than that. So it's not at all like anything that you said. <laughs> They're just throw, the hats are thrown. <laughs> hats are thrown to dispatch. That's foes. also like. That's also like such an annoying question for like an executive to ask because like they're not going to have a connection to anything anyway. Like it's like yes. such a worthless you uh, do, question for them. The the move to make is to lie and just be yeah. like, I worked as a park ranger in the 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 summer of 06. Yeah, this happened to me. Yeah, this was this is my story. <laughs> oh, okay. Someone threw their hat at me and it hurt yeah. real bad. <laughs> Here's yeah, money. Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of my scripts, you know, I come up with ideas all the time and, uh, you know, you you creatives... But as an executive, I keep, I keep getting inspiration from Ashley Madison. You heard about this website? <laughs> it's the only it's the only website my computer has. It's fucking great. Have you ever heard of cocaine? <laughs> oh man, I'm getting a phone call right now. I've been fired. <laughs> um, anyway, that's my first choice. That's a great choice. That's a great. That was courage, right? That's courage. That's courage. Try force of courage. But I did, yeah, let's start with courage. Sure. You set it up so well that I was afraid you were picking my courage, wow. which is, you know, when I take a look at all these list of weapons and I had a huge list of weapons and there are some that I had to eliminate from my list because they don't fit the theme of courage, power and wisdom. But it would be pretty brave to go into a uh, a fight or a combat situation armed with only your fists. So my first <laughs> my first selection is Ryu's fists. Wow. In wow. Street Fighter the series. Um there is a sound made by Ryu punch. I mean it's all the characters punching, but like I associate with with Ryu because he's the protagonist of sorts of most of Street Fighter. And it is this whip crack crunch of like hitting something. I box every morning. 
my fists have never made a sound similar to like cracking a whip while punching through paper that's a person. Right. And that's the sound <laughs> of punching in Street Fighter. Yeah. And in Street Fighter 3 also, his hands are huge. They're like mm-hmm. fists the size of a chest. And <laughs> and it's, you know, it's 2D animation, so that there's like a... The, there's an exaggeration, an exaggerated quality to it to make it to make it feel more impactful. But it's ridiculous how big his fists are. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love those fists. Those are great weapons. Those are yeah. weapons of war. Yeah, that's rad. And <laughs> if the metaverse ever exists in the way that I would like to fantasize that it does in my head, in a sort of free for all. You can do a thing, be a thing, be anything in any environment, any situation. It's like a controlled, lucid dreaming. What yeah, what other kind of lucid dreaming is there? <laughs> I would love to rush the beaches of Normandy as Ryu. That's <laughs> Fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> that's my that would be great. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, it'd go a completely different way. You'd, yeah. you'd destroy him. <laughs> Wait for the last few World War II veterans to die off before greenlighting that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my that's my weapon of courage. Matt Abadaka, right. you're up next. All right. We all saw this coming. Nobody is going to be surprised what my answer is here. <laughs> Will I drag it out needlessly? No. My my weapon of courage is the Keyblade, of course. Wow. You need... What? I mean, come on. It's the weapon (laughs) of courage. It presents itself to those who need it, to those who are worthy of using it, uh, who has pure light in their heart uh, and friendship. And I think that's those are all the makings of a a courageous being. Uh, So that's that's my choice. And if you guys were saying you had a bunch of options in mind, I'm going to tell you, I had four options. I was like, these are the only ones I can pick. And one of them, one of them was Tony Hawk's skateboard, and I couldn't figure out where to put it. Uh, but yeah, courage, uh, key, the, the Keyblade is my courage choice. Uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want a snake, or do you want to... Uh, Let's uh, just keep going around. Let's just keep cycling. All right, Nick, back to you. Um, the, uh, I'll also say, Matt, I, in a, in a meta sense, it's courageous of you to make that choice and hey. not be self-conscious about it. No, it's, uh, yeah. it, well, now I'm thinking I should have been, uh, self-conscious <laughs> a little bit. I had not thought of that, uh, angle at all. And, uh, now uh, I'm deeply considering it. Hey, you know, the courage to be predictable, I think is. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will be unpacking this later in, uh, <laughs> therapy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Try force of wisdom we're on to. Wow. I thought about this one a lot, appropriately enough. I decided to go with something that, to me, and I think this also is is true of the game itself, which I, for the record, adore. Something that is so stupid that it swings back around to being brilliant. Mm. That is Squall's Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII. (laughs) (laughs) The gunblade, if you're unfamiliar with it, is a sword and a gun <laughs> as one. It's a, yeah, the hilt of the gun of the of the of the uh, of the sword has been replaced with a pistol grip. Now, does it fire projectiles? No. It's you can pull the trigger. 
<laughs> to make like the blade do more damage. But it's prime. It's basically a gun and a sword uh, put together. Um, and uh, it's fucking rad. It looks really cool. It's it looks maybe, really cool. Maybe doesn't make any practical sense, but I think it is just like just total uh, anime mayhem. And it's 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 fucking rad. It fits his character. It fits the game, uh, which the whole thing feels like the whole thing feels like a like a lucid dream. Um, the thing yeah. the thing that I think about when I think about the gunblade, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, Nick, but I wanted to no, say it because I thought you were please. done is that I believe you would break your wrist using it. Yes. <laughs> it's wildly impractical. Because it the angle you have to hold a gun versus the angle you swing a sword yeah. Yeah. Are, are very different angles to put all of that pressure on your wrist. And it's it's it wouldn't it would hurt you. Yeah. This is an ergonomic nightmare for sure looking yes. at it. Uh, yeah. This is also possibly the first time I'm seeing this. I this is not you scratching play, ringing. What are you fucking talking about? You play Kingdom Hearts. He's in the first one. I guess I've never noticed. I wasn't noticing how he was gripping it. I didn't notice it was a gun. You're so I, focused on the keyblade, you don't notice the gun blade. Well, and also I'm like, Squall's handsome. He is very handsome. Yeah, very dreamy. The the yeah, that's a uh, also Tetsuya Nomura. I yep. believe so. To, to the the uh, the maybe the maybe the gun blade is what inspires the keyblade. Mm. The keyblade, which I believe would also break your wrists. Because <laughs> yeah, the hilt, you have to put your hand inside of a of a box You're in order smacked. to swing it. Yeah, and no. like if you get hit, it's just gonna shatter your wrists. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna. Yeah, oh, it just. Yeah, that's it's hurting me thinking about it. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. Ugh. It's rough. Yeah. Two impractical weapons um, in a lot of ways, but uh, that's my choice. Uh, Heather, impractical weapons coming to True TV. <laughs> Honestly, I'd watch it. Yeah, I me too. It. <laughs> it's like I saw a, it once a long time ago. I saw a um, a shield. Have I talked about this on the? I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast. You talk about it, shields it, a lot, so but let's go in in. I believe the Armory of Vienna. Uh, there is a shield inside of a glass case that had installed in the shield a little window with a light in it that was flame. And you could use your shield to like light your way through like a forest or something. Wow, that's cool. But it also had like a reservoir of oil. So I would... I can only imagine that the shield was used once. Yes. Struck by a sword. <laughs> yeah. Immediately killed the person wielding that shield because if that reservoir shattered, you just get dumped with oil and you have an open flame on your arm. Yeah. Right. But Real, then you got nope. a flame arm and that's a yeah, weapon. Yeah, then your flame arm. There you go. All right. My weapon of wisdom is from the N64 game Perfect Dark. And it is the laptop gun. The Great laptop choice. gun has three <laughs> modes. One is laptop. Is a laptop. Okay. That's pretty wise. Mm -hmm. But then you can press a button on the laptop gun and it becomes a machine gun with an extremely high rate of fire. It is not very strong, but it pumps out so many bullets that it makes a high-pitched whine while it's firing. It's like, as opposed to like, boom, 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 boom. Um, 
The third way that you use the laptop gun is that you can throw the fucking laptop and little legs come out as a tripod and it mounts into place and the features of the laptop then force or or then allow the gun to become a sentry. So you wow. can get a you can get a laptop gun, use it as your machine gun, toss it as you're running away and it will fire at somebody behind you. <laughs> it's a fucking great weapon. I love I like I know that it returned in Perfect Dark Zero or whatever any of the uh lackluster uh remake reboot sequel games but the first I mean N64 didn't have a ton of like sentry weapons mm-hmm. that could track other people in a space while you weren't in that space so it felt really revolutionary at the time and still is one of my favorite guns ever to be created in a video game. That's my weapon of wisdom. Very cool choice. Very cool. Very cool weapon. That does I, sound I, really cool. Yeah. I do wonder in this digital age, is it more deadly as a gun or as a laptop? Uh, Matt, over to you. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> what if our show is like that? <laughs> uh okay my weapon of wisdom look we all make mistakes but it's important to learn from them okay in order to progress my weapon of wisdom from the prince of persia series the dagger of time nice of course of course you did i had three choices here The dagger, it also, like, it's not very powerful. You can use it as a weapon. You could use yeah. it as a proper dagger, uh, you know, in a pinch for close range. That's going to do some damage. You can also suck up the souls of the undead to power it. Uh, and it rocks. It's just, it's cool. It's a little compact, a little blade. Uh, and, you know, if you happen to be, um, you know, trying to traverse over a wall, over a pit of spikes, and you fall through it, Press that bad boy, and you're you're right back to where you started from, and you're you're unharmed. So I think uh, it takes because you can also run out of of sand in that in that uh, dagger. So it takes a wise man to know when and when not to use it. Such a fun, great mechanic, great weapon. Uh, and that's my choice for the the weapon of wisdom. All right, we're up to the triforce of power. A lot of options here. I made some tough cuts here and, and I thought about going, I, I thought about a bunch of directions to go here. Um, I'll maybe talk about them once we're through everything. Cause I was just thinking like pure, like, like just overwhelming force. And what I ultimately glommed onto is a weapon from a game that I'm intimately aware of, uh, intimately familiar with Diablo two. Wow. I'm choosing the breath of the dying rune word. Now, my guess is most wow. people are not going to be as familiar with this weapon as they are versus, you know, some of the other ones we've mentioned. But let me just read off these stats, which will largely be meaningless to everybody. I'm just going to read them off anyway, because this weapon is is the the perhaps the most OP weapon in the game. It's also extremely difficult to acquire. 50% chance to cast level 20 poison nova when you kill an enemy. Indestructible. 
plus 60% increased attack speed, plus 350 to 400% enhanced damage varies, plus 200% damage to undead, minus 25% target defense, plus 50 to attack rating, plus 50 to attack rating against undead, 7% mana stolen per hit, 12 to 15% life stolen per hit, prevent monster heal, plus 30 to all attributes, plus one to light radius, requirements minus 20%. And because it's indestructible, you can get this weapon ethereal. And if that happens... An ethereal is a thing where there's normally a trade-off where it you can't repair it, but it's more powerful. But since it's already indestructible, it doesn't matter that you can't repair it if it's ethereal. So that you can get an even more po- a more powerful version of this thing because it's got that Zod ro- rune socketed in there. So yeah, this is a fucking it just just you want it you want to fucking kill shit. You want to mow through mobs of enemies. You want to take down a boss. You want to just melt waves. Breath of the Dying. That's my choice for the Triforce of Power of Weapons. Awesome choice. That rocks. Excellent work. And I loved your description, Nick. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, I looked up how much it was to buy one of these from a gray market site. $35. Nice. Which is not maybe, you know, maybe not a lot. But hey, for for an in-game weapon for a 20-year-old game, I don't know. Uh, If if you could use it in real life, I'd probably do it. But in-game only? I don't know. Uh, my weapon of power, I was really freaked out when Nick also cited a game that I'm using as one of my games here in our Triforce. But, but before we go, here's the setup. Uh, I've chosen a Final Fantasy VIII summon as one of my weapons because a summon is a weapon. It is something that you can only use to do damage to, to, to the enemies that you're fighting. Uh, in Final Fantasy VIII, there was a large complaint about the length of time it took out of your battle to watch these cinematic summons happen over and over and over again. They added a, uh, like a toggle where you could like press a button a million times to power up your summon. But generally speaking, you would see these things happen so much while you were playing. And of the summons, Alexander is by far the most absurd. Like normally it's like Odin shows up and is like strike of lightning and he's on his horse and he's in the battlefield and he cuts somebody. With Final Fantasy VIII's Alexander, you cut to a different location. (laughs) (laughs) And that is how you begin to use this weapon of power. Nick, would you like to share the screen so that uh, our boy Matt Apodaca can watch this play for the first time? It would be my honor. Does it does it one shot kill anything everything? No, no, it no. doesn't. So you might have that 20 second sequence happen multiple times in a single yes. fight. I'll describe if you haven't played Final Fantasy VIII, here's what happens. You you summon this guy by like holding your keyblade sideways or your gun blade sideways. You cut to a beach. 
birds fly out away, away from the water. You're behind a mountain as a giant kaiju-sized machine crawls mm. out of the water, braces itself, two turrets on its shoulders open up, it charges up and then launches a million missiles, which leave, which fly through the air. You see them arriving at the location of the battle where they detonate onto the uh, enemy that you're fighting and leave an atomic bomb-shaped mushroom cloud afterwards. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And it was my favorite summon in that game, even though it was dealing holy damage and often there was a better summon. When I would find somebody weak to holy, I was like, oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. It's ridiculous. And also the sound of it is awesome. Like, ka-chunk, yeah. ka-chunk. There's a lot it's going so on good. there. Great, yeah. great, sound, great sound design. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great choice. I also like how in that video, it's just like, it's like fighting a single cactuar. It's just like, because <laughs> they just wanted an example to show. The, the, so just the idea of that overwhelming force to like destroy one sentient, sentient cactus, man. Uh, it's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that's that's a fucking great choice. It's, it's like an eternal champion summon. It's so over the top, uh, like an eternal champion's <laughs> fatality, rather. Yeah, it's ri- it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt, your final choice. All right. We've come to the third of my three choices. And look, I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. Mhm. The Blades of Chaos were forged at the darkest depths of the underworld by Ares himself. <laughs> Matt, have you And this is coming from somebody who's who brings up Street Fighter probably every episode. I just want to make sure you've played more than four games. No. <laughs> I just. These are my choices. I, just, I want to make sure that you've played more than Kingdom Hearts, Tony Hawk, <laughs> Prince of Persia, and God of War. <laughs> okay, just, fine. I Tom Nook's wanna... checkbook is my power <laughs> weapon. <laughs> look, I just mean, look, have I been playing God of War recently? Yes. Yes. Does the weapon fucking whip ass? It does. Yes, it They're does. Good. All these weapons are good. They're great weapons. I don't you think play, I'm like a gun guy. Games, you play games with good weapons. Yeah, oh, who, what else was I going to pick? Peak, uh, Mewtwo for my power weapon? I almost did. <laughs> Would have been fun. Pick a, a Pokemon. Uh, you know, there's like, of course, a lot of games have different weapons. This weapon is like, it's it's... The Chaos Blades in uh, in God of War are, like, traumatic for Kratos to use. Like, because he's, like, a broken man, and he still has to use them and be reminded that uh, he's he's killed, his family's been killed, uh, and he will continue to kill until the gods are dead. Um, and it, it's <laughs> unbelievable. It's cool. And then, you know, it was a big reason why I was sort of late to finishing... Um, the 2018 God of War, because where I had left off, I was like, ah, I'm just not really feeling this axe. And then like a couple hours later, you get the blades again. And I was like, here we, here we fucking go. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. These blades, baby. Gotta give me these blades. Um, The axe is cool though. 
What's that? The axe is, you know, and then I did become fond of the axe afterward. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it it's it's great. It's 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 it, both weapons are good. Um, but the blades of chaos. They're good. My, my power pick. Yeah, great choice. It's a great, it's a great choice. And I wasn't trying to make fun of you. No. I I I, I honestly no. I, I stayed away from all three of those weapons. On purpose. Yeah, if you would have picked those, yeah. I would have been fucked. I would have been <laughs> been like, uh, the that gun with the pink stuff from Halo. That's a good gun. The needler or whatever it's called. It was a fun gun. It was it got some a good, good weapon. That's a good gun. I'll save it for another one. Yeah. Hey, that was our Triforce of Weapons. Let's let's recap each of us, uh, just so everyone everyone has them down. Uh, I, I I picked for Triforce of Courage, Kung Lao's Hat from Mortal Kombat 2, Triforce of Wisdom, Squall's Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII, and for Triforce of Power, the Breath of the Dying Rune Word, and your weapon of choice from Diablo 2. Um, as a fellow uh, 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 Apodachian, I've only played three <laughs> games in my life. <laughs> my... <laughs> My weapon of courage, reuse fists. My weapon of wisdom, the laptop gun from Perfect Dark. And my weapon of power, Alexander the Summon from Final Fantasy VIII. (laughs) And and my choices are for uh, the weapon of courage, the Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts. uh, The weapon of wisdom, the Dagger of Time from the Prince of Persia in the Sands of Time series. uh, And my weapon of power, the Blades of Chaos from God of War. Uh, There you have it. Great picks all around. Uh, I'll I'll just say my toughest cut because I just do think this is the one that that qualifies for multiple ones, and I also think it's maybe the most. It could be. It can often be situationally the most decisive of any weapon. The blue shell for Mario Kart. Oh shit! I feel like it's just like such a such a just a, a race winner. Uh, but uh, but uh, hey, maybe we should do Wait. someday. We should do the Triforce of of Apodaca. Uh, the three games that define each of us individually. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> I like yeah. That. Well, we, yeah. we sort of, uh, I'll just cut my we, audio out from this one. Yeah, and put we it know yours too. <laughs> yeah. I, I also had to uh, put a few a few weapons on the runner up list. Uh, yeah. I'd love to sh- give them a shout out here. We've got, of course, the Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII, wow, the Golden Gun from Goldeneye, and the Cerebral Boar from Turok, which a fires a bullet that goes straight for your head and then drills into your brain. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, oh man, that's a good, that's a good gun. I didn't even say like the beam power from Diablo 3. You like a beam. <laughs> I could have said that. Uh, I'll shout out a couple of Valve weapons, the the portal gun and the gravity gun. Yeah. Uh, both, uh. Both very, yep. very, very, really, cool really ones. great. Um, but hey, all right, I got a segment. Wow! Breaking news: We got a segment on our hands. Thirty-five <laughs> right. people have died as a result of a segment rolling into New York City. <laughs> yeah, it's a tragedy. Uh, <laughs> struck into the city again. Uh, a segment is coming through. Um, the segment today is. Fan theory or canon? I'm going to see Love if Nick it. and Heather wow. uh, can canon. determine if these bits of trivia about a particular video game or a video game IP are fan theory or canon. And today's topic, Donkey Kong. So take oh, that. Oh, shit. Not necessarily any particular Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, all of it. Yeah, 
it, it, it once you once you start talking about the Donkey Kong Country series, there's some pretty extensive lore I know that exists. So this yes. might be pretty challenging. And so we're just going to get right into it. There, are, I have wow. a few questions, and we're going to see who can uh, who's who can be the most right. Here we go. Uh, first one. Donkey Kong's movements are based on those of a horse, not a gorilla. Heather. Heather. Correct. That is correct. It is canon. Yes. Uh, the developers uh, had their office by a zoo for uh, Donkey Kong Country, the rare developers, and they would go watch gorillas at the zoo and determine they moved too slow. Oh, so this is the movement off of Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Country specifically. Oh, yes. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Got yeah, it. That Donkey like, Kong, all of it, I said. Yeah. Being the, okay. No, I, no I, get, I get it. I was just like, because you said rare. I was just piecing it together. Apes, apes kind of run sideways a little bit, which is yeah. why I was like, oh, it must be it must be a horse because he's galloping. Yeah. Yeah. I had never thought about it until I read that question and I was like, well, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I was uh, thinking about his movement from the original Donkey Kong and he just more like, just like, you know, flexes muscles and throws barrels and... It does it has a slow sort of a, a, a just normal gait? You're so. like uh, no horse I've ever seen's done that before. <laughs> Fan theory. Uh, all right, Heather's on the board with one point. Wow. Uh, I, I suppose I should uh, keep track of that. Here we go. Heather one, Nick uh, zero. Here we go. Next yeah, question. Zero down. <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong killed Mario and Luigi's father. Weiger. Weiger. This is fan theory, but it's okay. one I believe. That is a fan theory. That is correct. You are yeah. correct. It's going to be. Uh, yes. In Donkey Kong Jr., the, the, the bat Mario is the bad guy. Like, yes. I, I played Donkey Kong Jr., so it's like you're like, it's kind of like a revenge ploy. Like, I'm, I'm my, you, you took out my old man. I'm going to fucking. Actually, I think he's captured his old man. It's like you captured yeah. my dad. I'm going to fucking rescue him. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that is correct. Uh, so now it's a tie game. This could go to anybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, by the way, I believe that because it's because yes. we know that 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 you know we it's been established that Alpha. Oh, yeah, I won't say it because this might be a future question. All right. Okay. Let's see where we're at with that, Nick. Uh, okay, you know, here we go. Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong that we know is actually Donkey Kong Junior. Weiger. Weiger. This is hinted at, but I believe it's technically fan theory. So, this is the thing about this question. Yeah. I'm going to accept both answers. Oh, what? Because there's a lot of evidence, like, like, like it's, it's circumstantial evidence. It's yes. not like, it's not like, a, like an ironclad case that no. he is the canonical original Donkey Kong, although I happen to believe it. Yeah, because, like, they're in, in Donkey Kong Country, Cranky Kong is, like, that reminds me of my old days of saving maidens and throwing barrels, which, mm. you know, you could infer means that was him. But the sticky thing in this is that Mario is still Mario. Right? Mario's an immortal god. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and, and there's other things like in like the, the manuals I that drink like, the forbidden water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's a plumber. And he's just like drinking like mysterious drinks. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. His uh, curse is to die and be reborn endlessly. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, and, and there and there are certain manuals too that sort of like negate that. So they haven't made a definitive uh, stance on it. They, they're kind of loose with that. So that one was worth. Uh, yeah, I would have taken any answer on that, which was kind of me being tricky. Um, I think there's a there's a I think this is this also is partly like maybe Rare wanted it that way, and then Nintendo of Japan is like a little bit more protective of the canon, so they've kind of like you know hemmed and hawed on it a little bit because i'm not sure if that's the case and you know you look at tropical freeze and, and what have you that's right um all right next question mm-hmm. donkey kong is based more on popeye than king kong uh heather heather yes donkey kong is based okay <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question but i will allow it <laughs> Uh, it is. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> it is. Yeah, 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 okay, it's fair. It's fair. I've tasted my medicine. <laughs> uh, it is true. Donkey Kong did have uh, pop culture roots. Uh, when uh, Nintendo failed to license the Popeye comic strip characters, the company uh, charged Miyamoto and his team with creating a brand new character for the next game. Uh, and that's where they came up with a carpenter, a gorilla, and a lovely lady in a sort of love triangle that mirrored the romance of Popeye. So there you go. There's supposed to be Popeye, Bluto, and Olive Oil. There is a there is a there was a Popeye Nintendo game. There was mm-hmm. an arcade game, and uh, and then they re they did like a re, like they they made a new Popeye for Nintendo Switch, which everyone said was fucking. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's rough. But I don't think it Nintendo was, was rough. involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the thing with that Popeye game too is that it's the same people mm-hmm. that made like a their other game is just a calculator. I think, if I remember correctly, <laughs> the developers of the new one. Yeah, I think so. If I remember, uh, if I remember that that whole debacle, um, Popeye, Popeye for the arcade Popeye is like Miyamoto's uh, Piranha Two. It's like that's really? like it's like it's like you know it's, I think of like you know because that's James Cameron's first film was Piranha Two, and people go back on it. I think that's the same sort of thing. It's like Miyamoto's technically his first uh, game or first big game. Wow. Yeah. I think. Hmm. Do I mean this? I think Popeye's due for a comeback. I like Popeye. He's kind of funny. Have you seen the te- there's a test animation for a a a, a, a Gendy Tarkovsky uh, Popeye? I saw that going like, around, but I didn't on. watch it. It's fucking great. It's dazzling. Yeah, they bring he's back so, Popeye. Popeye's he's so cool. good. Uh, yeah. Gendy's great. Um, all right, here we go. Here's the next question. So it's 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 not it up to to a piece. Wow. Uh, here we go. The title of the arcade game Donkey Kong was the result of a mistranslation. Weiger. Weiger. Yes, this is this is canon. It was supposed to be like stupid Kong. And Donkey was like a synonym or an approximation of stupid. Well, you're sort of half right there, Nick, mm. but you're actually wrong. Oh my god. The fan yeah, theory. Yeah, it was supposed to be Donkey King. Am I right, guys? Yes. That's two in a row. <laughs> Go off, King. That's what they used to say to him. Um <laughs> No, the 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 fan theory was that it was supposed to be Monkey Kong and that mm. it was a, a mistranslation and they just fucked somebody fucked up and put a D instead of an M and shipped it. Um, but you are right that it is supposed to be like stupid Kong, like a parody sort of, uh, which then led to the, you know, of course, the lawsuit uh, that happened later uh, with with Universal. And now Universal involving making- John Kirby, the attorney John Kirby. That's the right. The namesake of Kirby, the little pink guy. 
R.A.P. Or yeah, may he rest. Um, you know, the pink puff himself is immortal, but yeah. sadly, people named Kirby are not. No. Um, didn't drink the water. He didn't drink that water. Uh, okay, here's the final question. What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> it's still, it's not enough. This is anybody's game. Uh huh. The final one. Here we go. Donkey Kong Country is an allegory for the Spanish American War. Uh, Heather. Heather. Fan theory. Heather, that is correct. It is a fan theory. It's a popular fan theory that suggests that Kong Island is a stand-in for the Caribbean countries that were occupied by the U.S. military and that King K. Rule, the malevolent crocodile antagonist, represents Teddy Roosevelt. Wow. Kind of interesting. That is interesting. People people are beautiful, blossoming flowers of creativity, and you can point that emotional weapon at any source. That's what I think. That's, hey, you think that, and you're right, and you're the winner of Fan Theory or Canon. Is this a game? Who knows? I'm pissed off. Uh, I I really expected to be the winner, so it doesn't feel like I won anything. Thought I should have got a point for Stupid Gong. Um, (laughs) uh, I think think that (laughs) that last Fan Theory maybe should have been, like maybe that maybe comes from like the American, uh, you know, uh, we're the center of everything because it was a UK developer. Like, why would they be? They have the Spanish American right. War on the brain, but I don't mm. know. May, then again, maybe they also know history. So who knows? That's like this is about us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is about the good thing we did. Yeah. It's King K. Rule is good. We like although him. Was the Sp- although was the Spanish American War does that more broadly refer to Spanish South American conflicts? Maybe I don't know my history. Look, I don't know. I ask me about the Kongs, and I'll tell you. But uh... <laughs> no, it was a war between the U.S. and Spain. Well, there you go. All right. Hey, great segment, Matt. Hey, thanks, thanks so great. much. Great thanks work. for pulling that together. And that's this week's Get Played. You can follow us on social media at Get Played Pod. Music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And reminder, this month's We Play, You Play, a.k.a. We Stray, You Stray. We're going to discuss Stray live on twitch.tv slash getplayedpod on Wednesday, August 24th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So mark your calendars. And also check out our premium show, Get Animated. Heather, what are we watching this week? Oh, no, I think we're watching episodes 19 and 20 of Evangelion, Neon Genesis, Evangelion, the series available on Netflix or on Blu-ray, or on eBay. Uh, So come watch along with us as we deconstruct my favorite anime series of all time. Uh, And Apodaca and Nick are watching it for the first time with you. That's right. That's it. uh, uh, You can buy that at Stitcher Premium or at patreon.com slash get played. Boom. Another one in the can, folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, and guys. you know what? I, I I don't think anybody got played this week. It felt pretty even. Yeah. No, Heather, I'm afraid you got played. Fuck. <laughs> King of Kinks, Orc Massage, 